There was an election in Germany a week ago. Listen, with tenterhooks sharpened to whether Meghan and Conrad can remember much about it. Is Germany about to be ruled by its most feared authority, the traffic light? Is Francisca Giffey going to ignore the million people who voted to socialise housing? And why do young'uns love the FDP so much? So many questions, only one megacam to help us through. Crack it open. everybody it's megan's mega account again i'm megan i'm here in berlin with ex-berliner magazine and conrad werner hello conrad hello it's the weekend it's, the it's weekend. sunny and it's just us again it is which is you know sad because we don't have a guest but also nice because i get yeah. you all to myself oh been quite the quite the week in german politics hasn't it it was yeah. a biggie yeah, weirdly, our podcast last time did not turn the whole election, and the Klimalista did not um, win. No, which but... genuinely I am <laughs> devastated about. Like, it's very sad, um, and I really hope that they just, like, keep going anyway. It's cause... very surprising, because we, you know, our guest Izzy, who was brilliant, she did make clear that we're probably all going to die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd think they'd vote. You'd think people would listen to that and vote. But then, you know. But, yeah. Maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm over overestimating our reach. I think so. I think also I've sort of had to have a shift in how I've analysed this week and that I was very depressed on Monday because obviously speaking to Izzy and reading the Klima list and stuff and like just knowing kind of an understanding yeah. what's happening in the world. We really needed it to go and maybe people had hoped because the greens were polling so well and yeah just you know we were all caught up in berlin in the sort of klimalist energy it would have been amazing if it had been much more radical and it wasn't no not even the not only that the people did you know this the constituency where the all the flooding happened oh fuck me absolutely well this is the other thing (laughs) they all voted cdu (sighs) all that people people i'm sorry that man laughed at them and the, oh, I'm talking about Armin Lasher getting in trouble for laughing in the background of a televised speech. Yeah, I don't know if it was that constituency. I know it was the one. You remember there was a picture of that sort of massive sinkhole. Yeah. Do you remember that that one picture where like they looked like someone had just scooped out a big piece of the landscape because there was so much flooding that the there was a kind of a, oh like a, a landslide. And they wrote CDU. And they all just voted CDU. Fair so. enough. This is the other thing. <laughs> Sometimes I think. And then I sort of had to have this shift and like started trying to look at positives in the election because just I think for the the sake of our collective mental health, we can't just constantly be upset. I can't really be upset about, you know, everything all the time. No. We've got to look for small changes and then hopefully that will give us enough energy to keep going forward. Yeah. Do, so do you know what keep me going forward can. yes i'm segueing slowly into this i was trying to find i've got us two lynchburg lemonades ah which are icy cold and um yeah i was trying to find like they're not my favorite mega but they're not the thing they're like sort of sweet and fine probably if we look so much into the history of lynchburg lemonade deeply problematic but we're not going to do that um and they were also and this is the spirit of this my election analysis of the ones available in your spatie at this time of day, best of a bad bunch. 
Okay. So here you go. Happy Brilliant. Friday. Thank you. I was secretly hoping you were going to bring a Lynchburg Lemon Lemonade. Oh, it was, it that's is. good. Maybe it isn't the. Maybe it's the really the best for you. Well, it's not. It's not my favorite, but it's. Um, I was thinking that I like it, and it, we you, haven't had it for a while. I did ask you for a request, but you were like. The surprise is part of the show, and I was like, "Yeah, but I feel like I've thrust horror on you, like without your consent, a little while." Okay. Uh, cheers. That's good. That is actually a delicious mega. That yeah, is nice. Yeah. It's uh, it's. That's and that's first sip. That's the first. Do you remember sip? the f- first sip a couple of weeks ago of that cannabis drink? I thought I was gonna die. Um, You've got a good first sip on your mega. You're on to a winner. <laughs> Do you know? It's also fitting because it is a lemonade, as a citrus fruit. And do you know what they've been calling the the uh, the sounding out negotiations between the uh, the Greens and the FDP? No, something more complicated <laughs> than what you just said for me to remember in my head, no doubt, because this is getting nuts, Germany. So the FDP and the Greens are currently in a Sondierungsgespräche, which means like preliminary negotiations. Yeah. Do we want to give a quick rundown? Because literally people might not know. Exploratory talks. And, yeah, but also um, who won? Who? What, oh, what were the election results? Yeah, but I just wanted to explain the citrus connection first. Okay, do that. <laughs> <laughs> they've been saying they're the, they're the citrus talks because it's like yellow and green, like lemon and lime. Okay, we can move on. I now. was gonna come. I was gonna let you come back to that. Okay. I had a horrible feeling where it was going, and it, it was. God in heaven, Germany. Right. Oh. So um, there was an election, and yep. um, the SPD won it with yes. Olaf Scholz. You probably already heard that. We're probably not telling you anything new. You never know. For someone, yeah. it's not often we can give the cold hard facts and know what we're talking about. Let's actually, just... it might be news to my brother. For I don't find it. he might. These are he the might people I'm thinking the... about. Yes, I mean, I don't want to put. I don't want to name names. <laughs> he might actually listen to that, going, "Oh, that's interesting. That's believable." Uh-huh. Right. Um, so that was about a week ago. Would you like to hear the actual results, the percentages? Would you like? Are you interested? Oh. Do you, I think I might know them. Okay. So, I want to say that the SPD were like 25.9 or something. Close, yeah, 25.7. Not bad. And then the CDU, shockingly, shockingly close behind <laughs> on 24 point something. Yeah, 24.1. And then the Greens on 16. 14.8. Not bad. And FPD, FDP, F, FD. FDP, yes. FDP, <laughs> fuck. FDP, I'm sorry, I having a stroke. 12% in and around. 11.5. That'll do, round up. And in fifth place. Was the AFD, unfortunately. On, on 10.3. Yeah, and then Die Linke just sneaked into the Bundestag. They were on 4.9%, but yeah. then they got three direct candidates, candidates yeah. which pushes them in in that bit of the... Vote yeah. that I don't understand, but they are in the Bundestag. But a shocking. Do you know who those three direct candidates are? They're no. in. They're in Berlin, mm. they're, including Gregor Gysi. Gregor Gysi. <laughs> Sh- uh, this is the a lot of shout outs to he's a Basti's pe- fandom here. <laughs> yeah, it was only because of that that they got in, and now that they, what happens is that because they have three, it was three is the minimum you've got to get, and if you get those three then they count your second votes and they give you proportionally to your your the, the number of second votes you got they give you that many seats so the the link have got three direct candidates but they're actually going to have 39 seats in parliament okay 
bit complicated that i did see a sort of headline i didn't read the whole article but basically they're having to put up a load of containers to house offices for the new like bundestag members because it's yeah it's how many are there now how many are there going to be in this 735 that's too many it's the biggest ever the last one was 709 this is insane yeah it's getting a little bit it's all because of overhang mandates and it's because and it's all happening because um there were more and more parties in parliament and they're having to like compensate <laughs> i'm gonna get it wrong now literally no one understands <laughs> this i will buy a fucking I read slab it, we... of megas <laughs> oh, shit. for someone who can explain this to me in a way that makes me understand it because it's insane right so what happens is you get like loads of first time you get like the first votes is for your direct candidate right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and then those are definitely in because they're direct candidates so those guys are definitely in yeah and then to but then because you also get seats proportional to your second votes which are the you know it's the proportional representation part of the votes the the, the cdu and the spd benefit from it and that's why they don't want to change this rule and that's why the the parliament is still keeps getting bigger because the CDU and SPD get extra seats because they have so many direct candidates already. It's something to do with that. But anyway, right. the, the uh, other the other parties all want to. Well, the Greens and the FDP and the Linker always want always want to change this rule and, and you know just for f- form's sake because it's ridiculous because it's getting so big yeah. and because it costs a lot of money. But yeah. also just um, and so they always want to change it, but the CDU and the SPD don't want to change it because they they're more likely to get more direct candidates, so it's, it, it benefits them. That's basically why it is. That's why it keeps growing, and it's because also now we've got more and more parties in Parliament now that the AFD have joined it, and the FDP are regularly in Parliament, and the Linker it means that we have a lot of we we have like regularly have um, six different parties in the Parliament, and we also have there's a. a, a as a side note, there's like one candidate who got in directly from uh, from the Danish minority in Schleswig-Holstein. They had like a special rule because they're an, uh, like a minority there that they can have one candidate. I don't want to go into this. Like, I mean, that thing. sounds reasonable, but that's 700, that, that's like a lot of people to organize and get. Right, okay, so that's what happened. Yeah. And then obviously it's ongoing because Germany always has like a coalition. So now we have to go into the, not quite the coalition talks, but the Sondierungen. Yeah. That's the sounding out. The ex- exploratory talks. It's exploratory like- talks. And this is where we have the citrus because the Greens, in my understanding, the Greens and the FTP have to kind of form a coalition with either the SPD and that would give us the ample or traffic light coalition yeah. or they'd go with the CDU which would give us the Jamaica coalition hmm. it was obvious that even though they had the numbers so so the, the, the CDU we could have had a grand coalition again like we've had the last two yeah. times and then there was like a, there was a slim majority for that they had enough votes but there was absolutely no appetite for that from either party from either the CDU or the SPD or generally the electorate. Like, no one wants that because it would mean that Schultz would be chancellor with the CDU as the junior partner, and that would be like they would not... The CDU would feel like they've humiliated <laughs> by Lost that. Lost an election. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so to do well, with... Well, like, couldn't they, have hurt their pride. That. And the other thing is that... Um, 
that, that, that you know like they made this big thing about young voters should be included so they so what has happened now is that the the greens and the fdp are getting together first to decide what points they want to they definitely want to have in the in the government contract it's called a contract that they then sign mm-hmm, as a coalition mm-hmm. contract okay so they will get together and decide what points what policies they definitely want to have in that contract and then they will they will go like come on then cdu spd which of you will give us the most of these points sort of thing you know oh so which, they make like a yeah. sort of list and then they go to mommy and daddy and see which one's likely to <laughs> yeah nice okay and but- at the moment it seems like the spd because because the cdu is in is internally Please now God. in is, God. is in disarray because they don't like their own candidate because they would have to it would mean that i mean Lashley would be chancellor and can, even the CDU don't want that. Can we have a moment for Armin Laschet? So obviously when we were covering on the podcast the whole leadership race and the choice was basically him or Söder or Mats, Mats yeah. being a real villain of the podcast, uh, Söder being Söder. And we were like, yay, Armin Laschet. Cool. Best, again, best of a bad bunch. Yeah. I didn't know Armin Laschet that well. That was really the first I've heard of it, apart from he wanted to come out of lockdown and I wasn't too keen on that. Yeah. How? 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 Has he got to this position? He's he's so awful. <laughs> Everyone hates him. Everyone hates him. I just, I'm baffled by how these decisions have been made. Well, well the decision of why did they let him run for Chancellor or... Why has anyone ever given that man a job in the history of anything, let alone the biggest party in the biggest part of Europe going, he might be the lad to replace a massive, massive political like behemoth like Merkel. It's in this. The CDU is not okay. So it's a conundrum. The whole I don't know. I can't understand white men and their things what they get up to so what i've been hearing is that because i watched the 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 sogenannte the so-called elephant round which is a rather nice sort of civilized german thing that happens after an election that i've never watched before where all of the leaders of the main party sit around as the election results come in and in a relatively civilized manner in fact a very civilized manner compared to us or uk counterparts discuss the election and yeah. the, the forthcoming coalition things. I do think the coalition thing must help with that civilized thing because they do sort of, it's like par sharing yeah. rather than, anyway, and the proportional representation. I don't think you could do that in a first past the post thing because it's just so bitter and unfair. My point is the FDP and the Greens kept being like, despite our differences, despite we have these real differences, we're going to come together and talk so how do you feel like these talks are going to go is it weird are they going to be able to come to an agreement well, the are F- they that different who knows well the fdp and the greens yes yeah well according to this study that i read and it said that the greens and the fdp have actually come closer together in the last four years than than people many people notice they analyzed the election manifestos of the two mm-hmm. parties of all the parties and they were just sort of pointing out you know, they, they kind of did these individual analysis of each one. And they said, like, oh, compared to four years ago, they've changed their, you know, they've emphasized this slightly differently. Or they've taken out this policy point that mm. was in there before. It replaced it with some wishy-washy language, you know, like it was a bit, a bit, a lot of things like that. Okay. And one of the things they noticed, especially with the Greens, 
was they've taken out a lot of the stuff that makes them sound too left wing yeah in the manifesto things it's a like point that you've raised before and i think everyone's sort of it's sort of stuff like you know workers rights they took out that a little bit more who needs um, workers rights anything that kind of sounds like they want to ban stuff because they get really bad press in germany for being the party that wants to ban things you know like it was a it was a big thing four years ago it was a big thing was when they they said they wanted to ban meat they wanted to have a vegetarian day in um canteens of you know like public institutions so any public institution I would mean, have a would have a vegetarian only day and this is a big dare thing that... people try and make me eat vegetables in order that our children might see yeah. their children into adulthood so someone in the green party four years ago floated this idea and the built Zeitung just went mad with it and just like the green party is the party of bands so they got really burnt by this the green the green party so now they've they softened a lot of their those kinds of policies in their manifesto and they're much more open to investing in you know green technology that's just like, just like a big thing and and um let the market work them something out Oh, this is God. this is a I should mention the the analysis it's I called hate it by when the, you give me details <laughs> Berlin Remind Social Center is what I'm okay. quoting here this is, the, this is the Berlin Social Center Social Science Center WZB this is their analysis so they were pointing out it's quite interesting that they've kind of edged a little bit closer because on the other side the FDP has got has become much more interested in climate change they mention it much more often in their manifesto. I would question your wording there. They've become much more interested in climate change. Well, yeah. Do you think I mean, they actually are? Or are they just talking more about climate change because they realise it's a big thing? Yeah, they have to, yeah. Because they do have a young, younger membership. And so there yeah. is an issue for young people. So it's all to do with... They're, they're all into, like, carbon trading. They're, they're nothing. It's nothing to do with... You know, they actually have the least ambitious carbon neutrality target i mentioned this in the last podcast that they, they want to go carbon neutral by 2050 which is which is 10 years after by which time christian <laughs> yeah. Lindner will have made his millions and will be um yeah. too old and bald to be pulling the young chick so he won't care anymore yeah so they want to do like a lot of emissions trading where the green pie a little bit more oh we really should not have um petrol cars for very much longer because they're really bad and you know things again, like that impending and... apocalypse <laughs> yeah I cannot say this strongly enough so anyway so they have like the, the and also they have quite similar uh voters like their voters are often like people who like urban people who live in cities younger people and more likely to be ed university educated are green and FTP voters. They do have similar demographics like that. Yeah. They're not like the you um, know, out in the countryside old people voters. Interesting. It's going to be interesting the list. And it was interesting for me because I've been doing a big politics project with my older class, um, with the other English teacher. And they made their own political parties and everything. And they were amazing. And they were like so much better than most politicians. But anyway, we were talking about the election results and a lot of them. So one of the interesting statistics was that the two big, the first time voters, the parties that they chose were the Greens. Actually, the FDP, mostly, I think, Bundesweit followed yeah. just quite closely afterwards by the Greens. And I was discussing this with the class and they're all pretty like politically engaged. And they were most of them first time voters. There's a few that could only vote in the Bezirk because they're not 18 yet. And I was like, well, why do you think, first of all, maybe more young people are getting involved with politics and voting and there does seem to be the 
voter turnout was pretty high to my mind or certainly compared with I don't know like political engagement whenever I was their age and I said well why is that and why do you think it was the Greens and the FTP and they said climate change all of them said climate change they're very concerned about that however I sort of wonder sometimes because they are young and you know they are only 18 so they've got like a high school understanding sometimes very in-depth sometimes really good but often just a kind of conceptual understanding that climate change is a big thing so they see the green party and they go oh they're the greens they're for climate i'm gonna vote for them and i don't mean that in like in a patronizing way that's just like mm. they've got other things to do <laughs> you know they shouldn't have to like you know if a party says they're green then it's not really on the 18 year olds to go and be like oh well, hang on is this like neoliberal green like not really green yeah um and the other thing is digitalization and that is ftp's buzzwords oh, and yeah. i can totally understand and, and one student made a very good comment he was like the thing is for the first time like particularly with corona like these are the first corona there are pandemic abitur kids mm. and they said for the first time we really saw how political decisions were impacting us like directly oh yeah and, like that i thought was quite you know cool like it wasn't really conceptual anymore they could see what the government were deciding and in the different Bundeslands and how their exams were maybe different than other you know all of Mm. that and so much of us teachers having to explain we have to make you wear your masks now all the time even in your exams because of the government you know and I think that was interesting so I'm rambling slightly now and my point was that is why they thought Greens and FDP (laughs) I think well, the green, the FTP made a big um, thing out of the uh, the COVID lockdown measures, and they made that an issue because one of the FDP's big principles, founding principles, is this sort of freedom, you know, and that's why a lot of people are theorising yeah. that because they made this issue and they because they could attach it to one of their founding principles, yeah. that they were <laughs> they were they they could offer like a a clear ideological reason why we should we you know freedom should be like a, yeah an important thing. rather than it just being like and, we don't like yeah. you know like a corona like no thing yeah and young people are, yeah and young people are like really affected by the lockdown but less affected by the virus itself right because they're not more like less likely to die so they're like probably thinking why do we have to do all this yeah and yet they do it and they're great and they like they don't mind like that part of it they just anyway i just hope that the ft i don't know the ftp like to talk a lot about it's interesting like talking about uh putting more money and stuff into schools and so that people can get out of their like the social class or the the area in which they're born into Hmm. um i was watching some interview with linda and obviously digitalization there's a lot of kids that are rightly very angry about being in one of the richest countries in Germany and then going into lockdown and having to suffer way, way more than other countries because nothing is fucking digitalized and everything is so fucking antiquated. Also, do you think this is a lot of old linker people were saying that this is also because they've been so socialized by capitalism and that they, they have no concept of the state trying to make you know like state safety nets trying to make the life better for people they're more 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 likely to be individualist because they're because they've been educated that way by the society that we live in maybe i think they just hear digitalization they're young they're 18 they hear digitalization and i think it's it's hard for us and we do all our like addicted to our devices and stuff to an extent but like 
for young people for the I hate this term but like the digital natives like it is an extension of their person their right. digital life like it, it, that it, that it that's just true for many of them not all so they live in it yeah it's but like yeah, so in a digital world the fucking FDP man you want to get all those new voters that's fine but you were also the ones trying to open up the schools and have teachers teach behind a lectern with glass plexiglass so you best you know you want to get those young people on side by talking about that then that's fine but anyway. I am skeptical anyway that was a long ramble <laughs> for me that I haven't good. had very much to eat yet and I'm like today and I've tanked so, this mega cam okay so so yeah, what do so you think we're... what's your money on what's your money on Conrad a traffic light ample ample yeah, we'll okay. probably get a traffic light just because the CDU is so internally divided and they all hate Lashett I think they're, they're really unlikely to try and get him in also because also because Zerda and Mertz they they know what's going on right and it's not in their interest particularly to have Lashett as cancellor that's what's internally they want to sneak in in four years time yeah they're yeah. thinking they're thinking well like you know he's really unpopular why should we support him it's only going to damage us and in and if he's not chancellor he'll be he'll just be a backbencher and then we'll have a good chance in four years time of being the chancellor candidate um i did hear see a very funny tweet and i've tried to explain say this joke to to germans particularly my german students and they didn't really get it but i think for all the migrants living here it was like you realize that if we have a traffic light coalition germany will be ruled by its most revered institution, <laughs> the traffic light, which is a joke for anyone who's ever tried to cross the road on red living in Berlin, even though there's nothing coming. Right, Berlin. Good. Uh, oh, yeah. We also but, uh, had state election yeah. in Berlin. Okay. So what happened there? Well, early in the evening, people got very excited because we the, did, we the very did. first exit poll had the Greens ahead. And people were get, uh, thought, oh, my God, we're going to have a green uh, mayor for the first time ever. And then it didn't happen. They slowly, <laughs> the lead melted away overnight and uh, Giffy won quite handily yeah. as the new, and she's the new SPD mayor. And now she can choose <sighs> basically any party she likes to do a coalition with. And that is slightly interesting because her natural leanings would seem to be towards a sort of CDU type coalition a grand coalition but i think that her party the spd yeah. the spd membership especially in berlin is more likely to want a green you cannot green in 2021 go into as a berlin mayor go into coalition with the cdu like i just don't think you can yeah well it's gonna be quite well she's already cdu enough she's cdu light why is she <laughs> even in the spd what's going on so do you want to hear the results i <laughs> SPD won with 21.4%. The Greens close behind on 18.9%. Mm -hmm. Followed by the CDU on 18.1%. Followed by the Linke at 14%. Followed by the AFD on 8%. The AFD lost nearly a, th nearly a half of their they vote did. share. They did. Go on, they really, Berlin. They, um, they really got... Um, uh, they lost. They're the biggest losers in the Berlin election. They the are AFD. the biggest losers, full stop. <laughs> There so, we go. yeah, and um, so it's going to be one. And the other thing that happened, of course, at the same time, you could you could also vote on the uh, Deutsche Wohnen Enteignen Volksbegehren. Yeah, 
which won by 56%. Woo! And, and over a million Sorry, people voted. Over a million people voted yes, which in a city of, you know, just under 4 million is a lot of people, you'd think. Yeah, and when you consider um, how disenfranchised people, myself, would have voted. Yeah. Then fucking yes. <laughs> exactly. And um, I was saying the other day, I was like, if they enfranchise all the migrants, no one will have private property in Britain. <laughs> like, well, they do do they do do like um, theoretical votes. Yeah, they do for people. Like, they do polls and stuff for what who what would um, migrants and other disenfranchised people vote across the country. And, yeah, uh, yeah, like the Greens and the Alinka would win those elections. Yeah. Anyway, so so we have to see what Giffey decides to do. She's uh, she already said before the election that she's against the Enteignung. Right. And she even made it a a coalition red line before the election. She even said before the election, I will not join a coalition with a party that makes that condition. So she's put a lot of pressure on herself. But of course, she is herself think- under a lot of pressure now because this was a big vote and it won. You know, so yeah, fifty six percent is not nothing. I mean. I don't know. She's already talking about building on Templehofer Felt as well, even though there was a there was a, a referendum for that. Felt like fuck off. Well, we won. We were, there was a referendum for that a few years ago. Yeah, well, there was a referendum on Tegel a few years ago, and <laughs> anyone flying out of Tegel these days, no. So um, we'll have to see. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. Maybe she won't I would, be mayor. I, would be I a heard fool a, to make a SPD prediction. politician. If you listen to Berliner Rundfunk, which is the like boomer radio station of Berlin, which I do love hits of the 70s 80s and 90s they they have a ex something of ex mayor of neukölln charles karl tukowski something like that and he was saying that Giffey, oh. he thinks he might she might not be mayor because, uh, bushkowski hmm? heinz bushkowski you're talking about heinz Buko- am i i think I so. his name was carl oh who are you talking about Ex-mayor of Berlin, they call him a klartexter. I hate him. Sorry, I got mixed up. I don't hate him. That's an awful thing to say. I was thinking of the ex-mayor of Neukölln. That's who I'm talking about. Is it Heinz? I thought it was Karl. There's a guy called Heinz Buschkowski who was uh, mayor of Neukölln before Giffey was. Yeah, he's also SPD, but he's but he was like, I mean, I lived in Neukölln when he was mayor, and he's just a dick. Oh, he's a total dick. Yeah, that must be him. <laughs> um, but he was saying, yeah, he's like their claw texter, their straight talker that comes on on Thursdays. I can't abide him. But uh, he was saying that maybe Giffey won't be mayor. But yeah, he doesn't like her. He said he said that she's like, oh, she's so ambitious. Well, he's probably just a misogynist, but also, Possibly, yeah. yeah, probably not wrong. Right. With old Giffey, cause she's got that weird. Anyone who's seen her photo shoot for like any of her pictures for the election are just this kind of soccer mom lacquered hair her voice is just anyway I am determined for the sake of our collective mental health as I said previously did it radically go the way then no do we still need to be voting differently and enfranchising migrants and maybe holding green candidates to account who are actually just neoliberals in disguise Yes. However, good news from this election, there definitely is. Okay. What is our roundup? I think it is, if we get the ample, that is something new. To have the CDU in the opposition yeah. is cool. Yeah. And also, let us not forget, 
it was slightly overshadowed and I know someone who was at the uh, SPD election party and even though they won she said it was super subdued because they thought they were going to do a lot better but let us not forget everyone that the CDU had their worst ever election result oh yeah and let's they got wiped out try and we could say it's all to do with Armin Laschet but we don't know no because people are supposed to go out and vote the CDU no matter what and maybe maybe that is changing I I don't know if you remember the 97 election in the UK do you remember that when Tony Blair won well considering how shit I am at knowing politics (laughs) at the age of 35 when I was 11 no I do that was the like Tony Blair yeah it was the new level it was when it was when people were setting off fireworks every time a Tory cabinet minister lost his seat there was a big deal like there was a big thing when Michael Portillo lost his seat yeah and um and people were very excited and there was a except for the fact that we have proportional representation in Germany but but four CDU cabinet ministers failed to win their direct seats whoop whoop give us the rundown I think I know this (laughs) Akaka yeah that's the only one defense minister yeah she lost her seat former leader brief leader of the CDU let us not forget (laughs) I will. I'm glad she lost. That's karma for her making me take three weeks to learn how to say her name and then l- fucking stepping down. <laughs> I'm now losing a seat. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I don't mean that. I'm sorry, Akaka. I'm sure you're a lovely person, but you're CDU, so. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'll be amazed if you got the others. Marston wasn't part of the cabinet, was he? No, but that was really good news too. Because he's, he's a bad boy. Yeah, the, he's the, you were talking about Hans-Georg Maaßen, the former head of the Verfassungsschutz. Who, who embroiled in many <laughs> scandals for being a fucking racist. And he was, he, so he was standing as a candidate in Th- Thuringia as the, for the CDU. And he was de- deliberately trying to drag the CDU further to the right. He was trying to get AFD voters. Yeah, because they've and, got Hooker down there, who's my least favorite person yeah, on the planet. And... And it would have, and he was really being anti-immigrant, and he got filmed by the Spiegel TFL hanging out with proper neo-Nazis as well. Fuck you, Martin. So anyway, so he lost. He he's came. A, I'm sorry. He's the former head of the fast. Yeah. Everyone needs to get out of the fast shots. Not maybe not everyone, but they need to. Well, he came third in his um, seat in his um, thing behind the SPD and the AFD. So anyway, so he lost. That was really good because I th- I'm really scared that if he won, I think yeah. the CDU would have thought, okay, that's a good way of getting votes and we'll go Jesus. more right wing. But he didn't. No, the others were, I mean, they're not really important, but Julia Klöckner, agriculture minister, head of the CDU mm-hmm. in Rheinland-Pfalz, I think. Okay. Helge Braun, who was Merkel's chief of staff. And he was uh, he was a minister for special things. He was like unfor. He was he was he was like, that was his job. Like they wanted to give him a cabinet post because he was so loyal, and they gave him just a job for, for uh, minister for special affairs, something like that. Anyway, he lost. Jesus Christ! Because <laughs> people were like, "Son, uh, what do you actually do?" Yeah, he was like just hanging. <laughs> I around have to go that. to work every day and do this boring thing that I don't <laughs> want to do. What is it you're doing? favors for Merkel because she likes you fuck you <laughs> we're not voting you in what else right so that the was most- that oh yeah and the other good news it was the most this is the most they're saying this is the most diverse Bundestag ever now good 
in terms of people with of a migrant background age um, i think as well quite young yeah youngish young, young compared to the yeah a lot of the spd people are young yeah um, i heard that they they are from the users the young socialists um also what is interesting is that the greens won a lot of direct candidates which they haven't won for a long time where we are now is the only direct, uh, place in Germany which had a direct green candidate. And now there's about 15 or 16 direct green candidates, including a couple of immigrant background in Frankfurt. Omid mm-hmm. Nuripur, who's uh, of Iranian um, descent, he mm-hmm. is, he's pretty famous. But he won. He was already in the Bundestag, but he won his seat outright direct candidate. So that was a big deal. I wish I understood this so I could congratulate him fully from my heart, but I still don't. Karamba Diaby. Uh, he's the SPD, the SPD candidate in um, Halle. He's he was all, he's really popular there, which is nice because it's Halle. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and yeah. So it's uh, and also and two also two trans women, two trans women, Tessa Gansera, and I'm gonna say this wrong, Nika Slavic, Slavic. Yeah, that's awesome. Do we know their constituencies? No. No. <laughs> You didn't. I didn't know you were um, ask me that. Yeah. Also, particularly in Berlin, but also Bundesweit, the AfD went down. Woo. Yeah. So there were three big loser parties in this election um, compared to the last election, which were obviously the CDU was yeah. the big one. They lost, compared to the last election, they lost 8.8% of the vote Woo. that they had before. The um, Linker lost a lot, and the yeah. the AfD went down from twelve percent to ten percent. And in Berlin, it halved. And in Berlin, yeah, they lost so like like everyone six, in Berlin four, can go and have a celebratory yeah. mega or chips yeah. or kebab or something. So that's good. And we have Deutsche Wohnen and Eignen. And we have Deutsche Wohnen and Eignen, which we will see. But like so many people, like I have not been walking about in Berlin, even sort of during the pandemic, out on the cold, cold Telperhoffel Feld. People in those like orange, or sorry, yellow and purple vests. Like I sort of overheard a lot of things like people who couldn't even vote volunteering their time for that movement. And regardless of what happens, that 56% plus all of the other signatures that they collected from people like me who are not allowed to vote, but they collected them anyway. Like yeah. that stands sort of in history as a point of Berlin. This is what we're saying. Come on. Yeah, sort it out. Sort it so, the yeah. fuck out. So more people voted yes than voted SPD, Green and CDU combined. Um, That's a mental statistic. Somewhere and I think right. it's really interesting because regardless of where people's political things were sort of lying, they still are like, hey, yeah, these we don't want these big. I know we agree because because and maybe we, people can't can you live imagine anymore. like if all of the, you know, like if the Berlin sort of politicians and the SPD were really putting their like the social part of uh, the social democrats and thing, I'm like, hey, is this weird that? people get to profit off Berliners right to have an apartment like people <laughs> yeah. who don't even live in Berlin who've never been here whose names we don't know and who owns what and nobody knows that's probably weird um, and maybe yeah. they'll be forced to come up with their own policies because I know that people have their criticism Dr. Von and Agnen and whether that will actually kind of happen but something needs to be done and they, they took this massive stand and I'm very grateful that they did right I'm so- drunk now I'm quite happy for 
possibly the first time ever finishing this show. <laughs> Not really. Well, but. well, I think we should finish there in case mm. before we ruin the mood. Woo! <laughs> I'm very excited. Yeah. Uh, ish. Like we said, best of a bad bunch. But, you know, we could have had Lasha as Chancellor. <laughs> and we probably won't. Yeah, probably won't. I'd be surprised now at this stage. Fuck. We fucking... Knock on wood. Knock, knock on, on wood. wood. No. Conrad, knock on wood. Oh, sorry. All right. And with that, we wish you a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Yeah. Have a good weekend. Thank you very much. Thanks. Goodbye. Bye. That was very professional. <laughs> was it? I don't know. Who knows if anything was good. Was professional. Stop. Stop.